Welcome to Interviews, hosted by Randy Goodman, Harvey Callis Real Estate, your real estate professional. Get to know our community, our businesses, products, and services that will elevate your life. Please welcome your hostess, Randy Goodman. Hey everybody, I'm here with the beautiful Serena Buffalino, who is the founder of Help Heal Humanity, and I can't wait to hear all about that. Thank you, Serena, for being here with me. Thank you, Randy, for having me. It's super exciting to be here. Well, it's my pleasure, and I look forward to learning everything that you do. So first of all, tell us a little bit about what you do and what you're so passionate about. All right. So yes, I am the founder of a non-for-profit charity called Help Heal Humanity. Um, and how I got here was um, by being a special education teacher in the city of Toronto. So I taught specifically in partnership with the Ministry of Child and Youth Services. And all my students came to me from the ministry. And um, for 15 years, I was um, a teacher who got Toronto's most at risk off the streets, out of the classroom and into the world. Nice. So building a charity was really never part of uh, my life plan or life mission. But um, I just like the students, um, when I saw really what was happening in the world, um, I, I guess it, I, it started to shift who I was um, and what I saw. And um, like I said, over time, I realized that um, the potential for me to go beyond my classroom is... Um, much bigger and so now this is me transferring and transitioning out of the classroom and into a charity. Nice, so did you always, uh, you know, want to be a teacher? Uh, well, it's funny, I spent a majority of my elementary and high school days in the principal's office. <laughs> uh, I, you know what, I, I love to love. Um, and I always had a big heart and I was always very social, but in terms of academics, I didn't really thrive, especially in reading and writing. And of course, I'm, you know, the way our uh, academic and our curriculums are set up are strictly on reading and writing. Mm -hmm. So because I didn't thrive in that area, I spent a significant time getting kicked out of the classroom. Right. <laughs> principal's office. And I really remember my principal saying to me one day, in his office, you know, he said, Serena, you can do it. You're just, you know, you're not motivated. And he said, you're going to become what you hate. Mm. And I said, well, sir, that's a teacher. And I would never become. <laughs> so it was really ironic um, that again, like 20 years later, I became a teacher, but I believe I became a teacher because I wanted to have, I wanted to become the teacher I always wish I had. Right. So, in <laughs> teachers college when uh, you know you're supposed to go out and do your practice teaching I was given you know a grade 10 uh, geography class well wow. I said to my professor I'm not really interested in in teaching kids in academics in that capacity I'd like to to work with the kids that are kicked out of school right great <laughs> in teachers college my first and he said to me well what what do you mean my professor I said, I want to work with the kids that are on the streets or in the jails or in right. the hospitals and the kids that are not really being serviced in a mainstream school. 
And again, this was 20 years ago. He said to me, if that's what you want to do and you can find a principle to validate that that's what you're doing, I support you. And so my first practice teaching took place in a jail in a facility for young offenders. Wow. And it was at that time and over time of working with these youth that my life changed because I was inspired by the students, by their stories and their journeys, and then realizing that somehow, um, you know, being in the classroom with them and teaching them how mainly, you know, life skills, social skills, how to be human, how to be in relationships, uh, and realizing that I can impact these kids and make a difference in their lives became a very healthy um, spiritual addiction for me. Wow. Yeah. I love that. You know, it's, um, it's amazing. Like you took on a position where a lot of people wouldn't, right? They don't want to focus on what they would consider problem kids, right? Or have to deal with behaviors or anything that comes with it. But nobody wants to get to the root of actually helping them and figuring out why are they behaving that way? Why are they acting that way? Like there's reasons, there's experiences that we have, you know, like, um, anyway, I was going to tell you a short story, but it's, it's, you know, kudos to you for. And if the world and society knew their stories and knew perhaps why they were behaving in the way that they did, we would definitely be treating them better. And I think more people would be on, that kind of brain and that 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 way of thought, um, because again, it's their stories, their journeys that inspired me. And actually, when I went to go quit my teaching job, which was a for me, I, I still question it sometimes because that was a really big act. Yes. Faith and courage. You know, I'm 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 still young, um, and so I quit all my stability, all my structure. And something that I enjoyed and I loved and I was very passionate about doing mm -hmm. to venture off to start this charity, which is a very grassroots charity, um, because I, I know that my purpose is much greater than the classroom. And I didn't realize that until I started doing the work, you know, and it was my students that inspired me to um, go to Haiti. So... Basically, we used to feed the homeless every Tuesday in Toronto at the St. Felix Center. Mm -hmm. uh, we used to volunteer on Thursdays at the Daily Food Bank. Right. And on Fridays, they were allowed to choose where they wanted to volunteer. Okay. So when they left my program, they left with a, a resume of three volunteer experiences and references in the hopes that they could reintegrate into the world and get a job. Beautiful. And I love that. I'm going to interject for a sec because I love that because it didn't have to do with being punished for a bad behavior. It had to do with helping to grow them personally and something that they were opting to do versus being punished and having to do it. Well, right? and, and that's what I say. That's, you know, one of the building factors of the charity is to be of service. Mm -hmm. My students considered Toronto's most at-risk youth, went into the world, and when they were feeding the homeless and when they were putting together care packages, they started to see that perhaps their lives weren't that bad. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these special kids in need that 
the world looked at differently, all of a sudden they were starting to be recognized for their work. Yeah. And they felt like you could see their self-esteem, you could see their posture, you could see everything about them shift and change because now they were kids who went out into the world and were helping other people. So it, it really gave them purpose, it gave them perspective. And through that, mm -hmm. you know, this is what they said to me, we were coming home from feeding the homeless mm -hmm. on a Tuesday afternoon. It was actually Tuesday, May, I, think, I believe it was 10th, the year 2010. Mm -hmm. And that was the earthquake in Haiti. And right. when, we, when we were coming home from the, um, the food shelter, we were waiting at the TTC and you know, the TVs show City Pulse 24. Right. You, the current news and there was the the earthquake in Haiti mm -hmm. and I looked at my students and I said to them you you guys think you have it bad there are kids in this world that would die for that stupid school and the stupid police and the stupid hospital and the stupid yeah. group home and all the things that they say that you know they don't like mm -hmm. and so when they found out that there were kids in the world that wanted to go to school but didn't have a school to go to mm -hmm. They looked at me and they said, Miss B, you tell us we can do anything. Mm -hmm. So we need to build a school for these kids in Haiti. Nice. And that is really how it happened. Again, inspiring my students who inspired me that we can do anything. And um, thus began the Haiti School Building Project. I love and that. We never know how much we're really impacting people, right? We really don't ever know. Sometimes we never know at all. And yeah. sometimes you get to work with your students. You get to see a little bit of it, but really 10 years, 20 years down the road is when it's really going to show the impact of how you have affected their lives and changed it. You're doing such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for doing that. And uh, so, tell us you know i know you love giving back and everything that you're doing is all about giving back are there any other pieces of the business or the puzzle that are part of this um you know not just the um working with youth part and giving back definitely this is um this is an international world global issue i guess charity opportunity um that involves everyone i said basically if, if you if you're alive and you're breathing you have purpose mm -hmm. you have meaning and i think a lot of us don't really fully comprehend that and a lot of, a lot of times we are stuck in our own little bubble with our own little problems and i was just as guilty as that but it wasn't until i really saw what was happening in the world and realized that we we have this ability to do something about it, especially what's going on in the world right now. It's, it's pretty devastating all across humanity. Mm -hmm. and so somehow I, I, I am dependent, the charity is dependent on people stepping up and believing in what we're doing and together as a country, as a nation, as, you know, as a race to use ourselves, use our gifts, our talents, our resources, right. use what's been given to us to literally help heal humanity, right? It's, it's really a simple concept, but it gets, it doesn't get identified so much in the world. You know, we're so busy about, you know, building our empires and our homes and our families and our businesses that sometimes we just forget how to 
be a little kinder, spread a little bit more love. And that essentially is, you know, the only reason, the only way the charity can thrive is if people come together to support me. So I'm definitely not in this alone. This is, uh, this is something that is driven by the people who are listening. So this is why, Randy, having someone like me on your show is so important because you're sharing your audience and your platform with me and everybody who is listening, um, really, it, it's my, my goal to try to have them come on board and not necessarily support the charity, but just learn how they can use themselves to make the world a little bit better. Yeah, it's one person at a time. It's one movement at a time. It's one act at a time. It's, you know, it's making that conscious change and, and making it happen because not one person can do it by themselves, right? Which is why you've created the movement. I'm going to call it a movement that you've created because you are, you know, you're trying to take mass people with you along the journey versus us all doing it by ourselves. Although at the same time, we still need to be doing it on our own as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a give and take on both ends. Right. Yeah. And um, I always say sometimes I'm just the mediator between the donors and the communities that we're servicing, you know, and, and without the donors and the communities, I cannot do my job. Right. So my job is really strictly just being the representative and being kind of mm -hmm. you know, the gift between the two communities. But all the communities are affected and impacted. And, and definitely I need as many humans in the world to to join the movement, as you would say. Yeah, absolutely. So with, um, you know, I know you you take the at risk youth, so you try to educate them. Uh, through experiences and other educational methods. You go and volunteer and feed the homeless. You feed other people who are even more at risk. And then you also are helping people around the world. So you've gone, you know, you're, you're supporting Haiti there. Um, you're doing quite a few things, but I know that's not all of it. Can you tell us like a little bit more about what um, your organization is doing so we get a broader picture of everything? Definitely. The main, main, main component of Help Heal Humanity is inspiring and empowering youth, especially at-risk youth. We have successfully built and maintained a school in Haiti, in one of the poorest, roughest neighborhoods in Haiti. Nice. We have 20, 121 kids in our primary school program. We also run a summer school program an after-school program, and feeding programs. Wow, okay. So those are our main programs and initiatives. However, in order to keep that going, we need to raise the funds and the awareness. And this is where local businesses come on board. This is where, you know, restaurants come on board, businesses come on board. I'm a yogi, so my yoga community. And basically, Help Heal Humanity has, you know, Dining for Humanity, where we do dinner events. We have Travel for Humanity, where we bring volunteers to Haiti to see the work that we're doing. We have Yoga and Fitness for Humanity, Music and Art for Humanity, where we ask artists and musicians to come, to get, come together. And, and the main, what I'm hoping for is that every human being on the planet realizes that they have a unique gift, mm -hmm. and a unique ability. And if they can just share that gift and that, that ability 
one day with Help Heal Humanity and donate it to us so that we can raise the funds and the awareness to keep these programs going. So it's definitely international. And also the other really important aspect of who we are and what we do is, you know, we do events in Spain, we do events in um, Chicago, USA, New York, in Belize, and wherever we are hosting an event, we always give anywhere from 20 to 50% back to the local community. I love that. And we're always giving it back to at-risk youth in the local community. So wherever we are in the world, some of the proceeds are going to that country or that city, and then the rest are going to Haiti. And Haiti happens to be one of the poorest countries in, in the entire world. Mm -hmm. So this is how we chose Haiti, but you know, in the next coming years, I truly honestly believe that Help Heal Humanity will be in, you know, having schools in multiple countries. I foresee, you know, Africa, Kenya, perhaps India. And, you know, it would be beautiful for us to have enough funds because that is really at the end of the day, the only thing that is preventing us from growing mm -hmm. and preventing us from having a bigger impact is having the funds to be able to do it, right? Yep. We have the heart, the time, the energy, but getting the funding is, you know, is a whole new process in itself. Absolutely. And you're doing a beautiful thing. And I love how even, you know, you moving to different areas, you want to give to that area specifically, not just raising for the specific projects that you're working on. You want to help that local area as well. So I love that. It's all encompassing. It's <laughs> holistic. It's amazing. So I love that. And thank you for doing that. And I want to do something for you even though this is going to stay on the internet forever, we still are waiting to celebrate our 10th anniversary Toronto Women's Expo. And uh, hopefully it'll be in the fall, but I'd like to give you an exhibitor table so that you can uh, share Help Heal Humanity at that event. So yeah, That's that'll amazing. be my gift to you, okay? <laughs> thank you, thank you so much for that, Randy. Yeah. You're welcome. It's sharing platforms like that. You know, uh, and, and in, in the connections and in the partnerships, you know, that's how we grow. Today I was on the phone with the Haitian Special Olympics and, you know, their charity is starting to disappear because it's exceptionally hard for them to get funding. And right. you know, the thought of them losing their ability to have this program hurts my heart so much. So I want to do what I can to support them. And again, it takes partnership and leadership like Randy uh, that is an incredible gift. So thank you for allowing Help Heal Humanity to be part of that event. That's no, it's my pleasure. It's my yeah. pleasure. You know, if I can give back in any way, then then I will. So, um, yeah. So I love, you know, I love what you're doing. I love where your heart is. And you've turned it into a lifelong career, basically, right? To be able to help others. I love that. So thank you for that so much i mean thank you is nothing compared to what i would like to be uh saying right but um how can people like what are the different options for people to help out or be part of it what are the different options so they know so there's various ways so there's the you can sponsor you know you can get directly involved by sponsoring a child by paying for books and uniforms and, and being directly 
um, connected to the kids that you are empowering. So that's one way. Um, the other way is, again, to partner with Help Heal Humanity and do an event. Um, so again, use your platform, use your business, use whatever gift you've been given and us work together to raise funds and awareness about the charity and or a charity that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. um, so there's the volunteer experience. Um, there's the getting, sponsoring a child. There's um, partnering for an event together. And then just, you know, building awareness, building awareness, I said, you know, that's, that's key, letting, letting your networks know, letting your people know, going to our website, signing up for our newsletter, because truly, honestly, no matter who you are, there's something inside of you that has something to give and something to offer. So it's basically, we accept everybody and everything, right? Like I said, there's so many different extensions of who we are and help heal humanity is all beings everywhere. Mm -hmm. So you can get involved and we need you to get involved because it's our, it's our social responsibility. It's our social duty as humans to give back. And, um, and then, and then again, you know, to get involved, either raising funds, connecting to our projects and, or, you know, just raising awareness. I love that. Thank you. And do you have, before we sign off, do you have any tips or suggestions for people and it can have to do with anything, personal, professional, doesn't matter? Yes, definitely. Um, a spiritual practice is important, you know, whether it's just walking in nature, taking time to be by yourself. I, you know, I believe so many of us are doing what society has asked us to do. Um, we are doing, we're trying so hard to achieve so much but I think a lot of times we need to step outside ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so that's where being of service, again, being of service and, and just going into the world and, and doing these random acts of kindness and spreading more love. It is those things that nobody's really driving and enforcing on people to do mm -hmm. that will really impact and change not only your life, but the world. So my, my advice to everyone is to just try to step outside yourself and, 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 also, I think once people become more aware, like we said, of the kids' stories, of the world, of the injustices, of the, you know, of what is really happening, it kind of puts life into perspective for you and changes your approach on life. Mm -hmm. And to be able to be given that gift through experience of helping other, there's no amount of money that can give mm -hmm. that to you. So again, maybe less focus on, on power and money and more focus on love and service would be my number one to everyone. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. So how can people reach out to you? Where can they find you? You can find us at helphealhumanity.org or you can email us at info at helphealhumanity.org. Perfect. I love it. Thank you so much for everything that you do and for sharing with us and for spreading the word. I hope uh, our audience will reach out and see how they can help your mission. And uh, yeah, I look forward to hearing your successes with it. And uh, thank you again for being on. And I'll just say, just before we go, if it's okay, mm -hmm. um, in response to COVID, you know, like I said, our main focus at Help Heal Humanity is usually education and empowerment. Um, because of COVID, we've shifted our 
perspective and we've shifted our focus to nutrition. There are you know, millions of people dying in the world right now because they don't have access to food and water. Mm -hmm. So since COVID, we've created campaigns specifically to feed these families and children in need. Okay. So if anybody wants to join that campaign, um, they can go to food.helphealhumanity.org. Um, and again, during this time of COVID, we could feed families most in need. So that's, you know, that's the best that we can do given the global pandemic. And again, just spread love. So Randy, you are fantastic for inviting me and not only inviting me, but now making me part of your event, which is fantastic. So I look forward to growing alongside you and thank you for being part of the team. Thank you. And it was a pleasure to have you. Yes. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to this interview hosted by Randy Goodman. We hope you will take action and connect with the incredible business people and leaders in our community. And remember, Randy is always here to answer any questions you have regarding your real estate needs. Be sure to register on the website and stay up to date on what's happening in your area at parkbench.com slash millpond.